What's up, everybody? It's Jay Danae here from Seven Keys Management. I am joined by my mother, Nanisha B. We are so excited to finally be in you guys' presence because we've been sitting on potential topics for the past week, maybe even more. And we finally came to an agreement and decided that it would be most appropriate to have somewhat of a recap and not just a recap of the past episodes but a recap regarding how we've grown during our healing process because the healing process was definitely about her and I growing closer and having a healthier bond but separately we definitely had to analyze ourselves and I think we can definitely report some interesting findings. <laughs> because honey God had to do a lot of work inside of us separately and it was not a pleasing ride I would have to say so yeah we're gonna talk about our growth separately and you know bring it all together toward the end about how it contributed to the healing process and where we are now so ma what was something surprising that you found out about yourself when this healing process started like what did this process show you about you that you didn't know before I didn't know that I dealt with a lot of guilt um guilt of not being or not feeling like I was the perfect mother um I don't know if I thought it was about making sure, you know, you all had no hardships or everything was perfect between us. I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. Um, And previously, how guilt made me respond to certain things. Mm -hmm. And so it was very enlightening like oh that's why I responded um that way then you know I really um went retrospective with this Mm -hmm. like and so it's showing me it's like guiding me how to respond now okay um that was very very interesting I didn't know that I was really working hard trying not to repeat what I felt like I did with you. So, with your little sister. So, that was, (laughs) that was rough. Um, I think for me, I found out that I... don't like to I don't like to process my information with people like if there is a situation that might have taken place between me and someone like me and you like a conflict or something if initially if you were to come to me to try to hash it out I would present I would present myself as if I don't care to talk about it anymore or maybe oh it wasn't nothing or blah 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 like I'm super nonchalant and then 
isolate myself and process the information as long as I can over and over and over and over. So I leave the other person out of my processing process. And that's because I'm I'm not as prideful as I was, but I still <laughs> struggle with pride. <laughs> I still struggle with showing that vulnerable side of me because sometimes I try to convince myself that I should be farther than I am. And so I respond the way, sometimes I respond the way that I feel the more whole me will respond. And that kind of compromises the opportunity to really, you know, process information with the other party and gain a clearer perspective of whatever the conflict was just kind of getting clarity of what the other party might have meant when they said something and all of that like it just it just rids you of that opportunity to have a healthy conversation that would clear up all of the blurriness so Mm. this showed me my pride because in my friendships i didn't have many people who would straight up address my errors so there i was walking around as if i communicate perfectly and what everybody else is saying doesn't matter because it's your fault anyway (laughs) i can't remember i could literally remember and i'm i'm writing a paper on this right now just how in the past i was like one of those people who i could be a good friend until until at some point I end up in the wrong and then I'm gonna ignore you because I don't want to be made privy to my <laughs> errors. So now I'm not gonna talk to you until you forget or until you are convinced that it's your fault. So that's, Ooh. yeah. I remember that. Like I used to go back and forth and text messages like arguing with a friend or something and if they start saying too much, I block them. Whoa. Until they feel guilty. <laughs> I don't do that no like I stopped doing that in 2016 but years before that honey that pride was carrying me through <laughs> so this healing process with my mama just showed me that in order to heal not just yourself but a relationship your pride has to be destroyed because you have to be you have to be confronted with what you did to contribute to a conflict <laughs> absolutely and be okay with rectifying your errors not just the other person because you're only responsible for your response yeah so that was and it's still hard yeah. god is still working on me but it's not as bad as it was yeah at all <laughs> i got my pride broken enough these past couple years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. also what did you what did you find to be one of your strengths? I would say now one of my strengths is um being intuitive like about something that could possibly be bothering you or like trying to 
um, approach it in a sensitive manner. Um, and it took time to get to that. Um, and I think I'm still working on that in a sense, but being able to actually confront some things. I think that previously it was more about, I don't know if I didn't really take into account maybe how you were interpreting a lot of the things that I was saying or doing before we started this process but now I feel like I pay more attention and that you know I am attempting to confront it as opposed to um really just letting it I don't know dissipate or something because I just I know how it feels to have some things just unconfronted and then you have to deal with it on your own mm-hmm. kind of like well maybe she meant that or maybe or you know what maybe she just don't like me maybe I should just not be in the house a lot maybe I should just go somewhere you know trying to fix the problem in a very dysfunctional way mm-hmm So I would say, I don't know if you would say that's one of my strengths, but I feel like I I like to confront things uh, and I'm learning how to do it without trying to sound um, accusatory Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, But I would say that. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I would say... I found that one of my strengths is that I'm not afraid to ask the harder questions, mm-hmm. like the more controversial questions. Um, and <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Man, that blesses me because. <laughs> I just, I'm growing into the kind of person that really wants to know the root of certain things. And just to kind of gauge why you decided to say or do whatever you decided to say or do. And not just in regards to our relationship, but in your personal life, you know? And I just think that everybody deserves the opportunity to have someone who can help them process through information. And sometimes the questions have to be some that pierce the heart or some that make people uncomfortable. Yeah. But I mean, if it helps you bring order to your thoughts and your emotions and to make sound decisions, then it's worth it. And I think we've grown in that aspect because Remember my previous responses, even when you were younger, it would be like, because I said so, who are you talking to? You know, some of it would be like, just defensive, like, and not even thinking about what your questions were offering me. 
mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? To be able to process through why I said or did something. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it's like, who you talking to? I'm grown. I'm a mirror. i punch you in your head. You know, yeah, whatever. I remember like, that. real kind of ghetto stuff. Like, I remember one of the more, like, prevalent ones was when you would, like, we would <laughs> have a disagreement and just literally be going back and forth, sounding like each other. And oh, God. you would be like, I'm going to sock you. And I would ask what would that do if you hit me? And why do you want to hit me? <laughs> and you would be like, you will pause and look like, wow. Like, if part of you wanted to stop and think, and then the other part of you wants to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> like, who you talking to? Man. Ooh. But that's how pride works, too. You know what I mean? If you're unhealed and you respond in a way, it's like, well, this is where we're going. And I'm in no turning back. Mm-hmm. So, what? What are we going to do with it? You know? Yeah. And that, that's what makes interactions, I believe, between anybody. But especially in our relationship, that's what would cause, like, the knocking of heads. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, just not really hearing each other. And then whatever you hear, you interpret it through your dysfunction or your experiences. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I just really believe that. Because this goes back to, man, I'm, I'm taking a pastoral counseling class and it highlights how or what contributes to people's inability to perceive something accurately and it was talking about how it starts with the person who's receiving yeah so no matter what the talker is saying whatever is already inside of the receiver is going to affect how they hear you so if i'm already flustered with emotions inside like they use a diagram so uh in the stomach and the stomach is the emotion mm-hmm. and if i'm already flustered with emotion it's gonna expand so much that it's gonna cause uh my heart to become hardened mm-hmm. in a way yeah. and you know your heart is i would say your heart is the driving force of your perspective yeah and so if your emotions are causing your heart to harden there's no way for any processing to take place and then it went from your heart all the way up to your brain and it made your brain flatten Mm, it made your brain flatten and then it would once it expands it causes pressure to come to your eyes and pressure to go out into your ears and so by the time that information comes from the talker there's no way whatever information you're receiving is going to be processed the right way because every part of the the process or the cycle that takes place Mm -hmm. has been compromised yeah by your own issue by your own issue even if the person is coming to you with like calm like a calm tone yeah or very harsh tone what's inside of you is always going to affect it doesn't matter how they come to you what's inside of you is going to affect how you 
hear or receive what the person is saying. And so with this, with our relationship, and I wrote about this in a paper that it's important to figure out how like in the moment and you have to move quickly yeah. you have to figure out what i would have to figure out what you are saying to me and how it makes me feel in the moment yeah. and how the feeling is affecting my thoughts and what i now think because you said what you said yeah and so if you say you know you really need to do better with your time management if i if I'm standing there hearing you say that, and let's say I'm already, you know, under pressure because of all my homework and all this extra stuff. I'm flustered. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed with emotions. You say you need to do better with your time management. In the moment, I need to be like, oh, man, that just made me feel even more guilty because I'm already struggling. Now that makes me think that I'm someone who always struggles with time management and it's going to always be impossible to manage my time well and then you you could kind of rectify my perspective or my thoughts and say well I didn't mean that in that way that I didn't want you to feel guilty I want you to know that you can do better that's why I'm saying to you that this is an error but it is fixable yeah and then we can have a dialogue about how you can help me or how I can be helped to fix my time management skills yeah but it's like it's a it's not something that you grasp <laughs> quickly it's like a process you would have to go through but you have to start with yourself absolutely yeah so it's this whole our healing process has been like a, a mirror for me yeah because I have to see myself, see my errors, but also our healing process affects how I interact with other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So we talked about our strengths. Mm-hmm. Can you go out on the limb and talk about what your weakness or what is a weakness you feel like you could work on? I think... My weakness is how quick I am to isolate. Okay. Yeah. How quick I am to isolate. And that that goes into pride because it's just... Oh, and it goes into fear as well. Because you don't want... Well, I, I don't want people to see me in a certain condition and then I sometimes I have this fear that after they see me in a certain condition that they always have that idea of me mm. and you know I've had that situation take place it's, I think it was more so in college where I would display you know some level of vulnerability and then I keep hearing about it wow like, it was just a reminder of, oh, you know, that time when you blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like this this internal race to see who would crack first. Mm. In some of my, or in one of my circles while at CMU. So, um, I kind of carried that with me. And I still have that with me. Because only, be, and it's, it's partially because 
I've observed people do that. You know what I'm saying? Like still bring up times when someone else was vulnerable. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I will only be dumb to observe that behavior and then still throw myself into that trap in a way. Okay. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm extremely transparent about how I feel about stuff. Like, you know, my initial responses to stuff, I don't care who I'm around. Like you, you gonna know how I feel about whatever. And, you know, regarding past situations or things that God has brought me through, I'm pretty transparent. But in those moments when I'm feeling like, you know, I'm in a pit and it's a lot happening and, you know, it seems too dark and light just seems impossible or like me coming out of this particular situation is impossible. I will hesitate to mm. say something about it mm-hmm. or I just never will and then okay. deal with it on my own. So, you know, I'm still kind of in that mindset of it's nothing wrong with counseling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Okay. Um, I think that one of my weaknesses is that I feel like if my children are not in the greatest mood or something, or if it's something going on with you all, I, I always want to fix it. Okay. And I have to remember that I'm not going to be able to fix everything. Like, maybe I can give you some wisdom in an area maybe I can you know kind of help you process through whatever your issue or situation is Mm -hmm. but I think I burden myself with wanting to fix it and it's like as a parent I'm supposed to help guide you you know, to processing your own thoughts so that you can do it on your own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't um, want to leave you all in a place where you can't make decisions without, you know, someone else or me, you know, having a play in it all the time. Like, I want you all to be emotionally sound, mentally sound, you know, spiritually sound. Um, And if I am not working on myself to be those things, how can I effectively do that for you all? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And that's kind of like how back in the day uh, parents used to say, you know, do as I say and not as I do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well... Maybe in certain instances that's possible, but most times your children pick up on just environmental cues from their parents. Mm -hmm. So you can say all you want and, you know, try to command and demand for them to give, you know, to be a certain way. But 
ultimately you have to show them. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. And also, a lot of what causes your actions is already rooted in your child. I mean, your child is your seed. So, yeah. your some of your bad habits might already have been passed down to your child. And yes. You sometimes they don't even have to see you do certain things unhealthily. It's just it's already yes. ingrained in them, and then they start to do certain things. And so yes. in those moments, it's like bogus to punish them for something that was rooted in them already. Yeah. And um, so it goes into that. Don't do as I no do as I say. Don't do as I do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I need you to at least recognize that, you know, something, there's something that I'm doing that is going to be, is going to negatively affect me in the future. And I need you to tell me what I need to do to fix that so that Mm -hmm. I no longer carry that with me rather than just a punishment. And so now I'm learning that in regards to you, this is an error. But outside of this household, I'm going to still carry that on with me. Right. And I think that that's interesting that you said that because you talked about it or you mentioned it earlier about this process being sort of like a mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a lot of times what will aggravate a parent because they're seeing themselves in the child and they're like you know go go somewhere and sit down I'm I'm sick of you you -hmm. know and or just being angry or whatever because you're actually you know reprimanding you Mm -hmm. (laughs) have you seen oh no I will ask (laughs) what bad habits of yours have you seen replicated (laughs) in me and in Jordan (laughs) I think what you mentioned before about the pride, like not wanting to be wrong. But I think even then, I was a little bit better, like, you know, previously in my life about trying to um, address things. But I was actually a great arguer. I would be pretty good at presenting my case because I wanted to be right. So it was, I was going to keep going. Uh, but no, see, you can't actively say that to me unless you include, you know, what you've done in the past. You know, mm-hmm. like trying to make people see who they are. And this whole conversation is not about them, it's about how they feel you know, as a result of something you said or did, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I noticed that like, you can even ask your father. I was like the greatest arguer. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like going back and forth, but he would just be like, (sighs) dang, he had to experience that at home (laughs) and with you. (laughs) So I mean, I only got it worse because i got it from both sides yeah Mm -hmm. i mean and but when you think about it that that is control Mm -hmm. you know 
and it's like you you want the outcome to be favorable for you and not be favorable for both parties mm-hmm. so that's something I noticed I was like who that child it would be some rough stuff going <laughs> going back and forth between us you know um and then that's when I would try to you know beat on my chest like no you gonna shut up that's what you gonna do <laughs> how about that you know and that is just not a good thing to do right. when you're trying to promote healthy conversations with your children you mm-hmm. know what I mean so that's something I noticed <laughs> it's crazy how yeah. sometimes even if you are right it's more important that both parties leave feeling like they've won than for you to be the only one who won. Yeah. And that's something I still haven't yet grasped. <laughs> I'm still trying to put the the um, condition of a relationship before my happiness in being right. Yeah. So, Yikes. you know, it's a, it's a continuous battle. And yeah. God, he corrects me a lot, whether yeah. it be through dreams or just through encounters with him throughout the day where I stop and just say, man, you know, G, you ain't even have to do all that. Like, <laughs> okay, just because you might have been right in the situation or you might have said the right things or blah, blah, blah. How does that, what does that do to benefit the relationship you still desire to have? Like, yeah. you still want that friendship. Yeah. So put your pride to the side. Ugh. Sickening. <laughs> that is so interesting. That is really, really, really interesting. And I think um that's what it takes for like for mother and daughter or even mother and son. That's a little slightly different dynamic. Um, but between mother and daughter just to be able to overcome their own pride, their own, you know, um, warped, you know, ways of thinking, you know, and work towards whether it's compromise or agreement or whatever word you use, Mm -hmm. but that is beneficial for both. You know, um, I had such a hard time um, I think we talked about it in the previous episode about how my healing started. And when God told me to start to see my mother as human, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's where we lose a lot of the battles with healing is not giving people grace you know, it's like, well, if I don't give myself grace, I'm not going to give you grace. So you need to be perfect like I'm trying to be. <laughs> and it's not going to work. You have to honestly, intentionally work through Ask yourself questions to really evaluate how you are addressing your children. Or how the daughters are addressing the mother, you know, and not seeing it as always uh, being up to the parent. Mm -hmm. 
to to promote healing. You know what I mean? Like it should be the responsibility of both parties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, and but here's the thing: what do you think would be the approach if you're trying to heal as a child and your mom is like cuckoo for cocoa puffs? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I have a lot of friends who are trying to work through their healing like both male and female friends who are trying to work through healing who have parents who don't care about that <laughs> and it's just difficult first of all any healing process is difficult alone yeah but a healing process that you hope would greatly benefit your relationship when it's just you trying to invest time and effort into it, at some point you have to convince yourself that in the long run it's going to benefit you and then it's going to benefit who you birth. And it's going to benefit your re- your interactions with other people. And mm-hmm. that hopefully the work you've been doing will show fruit that will entice the other person you were trying to heal with. Yeah. Because at some point, you starting to change is going to cause somebody to see his or her own errors. They'll start to see what they are, they've been doing wrong. Because if, the, if y'all are no longer arguing, if the person is arguing with you, but you're not arguing back, mm-hmm. and they start to hear only their own voice. Yeah. I mean, with time... It's going to be like, man, I sound like that. Yeah. And why do I sound like that? Why do I say the things I say? And, you know, then at that point, hopefully they'll start addressing stuff on their own. But if they're paying attention, if they're paying attention, but yo, after a while, and it's not easy. This is why you need God, but it's, it's not easy. You would have to leave the person wherever he or she wants to be. And go on the healing process or through one on your own because, I mean, after that person mm. is gone, all you're going to have is yourself. Yes. And in your other relationships, you can't forever interact with those people dysfunctionally because of your relationship with your mama not being healthy. Like, yeah. you can't, you can't lean on that for so long you can't and as i've stated before uh through one of our conversations that you know god always offers an exit strategy like god will send you help if you ask for help you know if you need guidance if you need um some type of wise counsel you know at some point it will it may get easier but you have to make the conscious decision to go on the healing process for yourself, for your own sake. Absolutely. And hope that it would provoke something in the person you wanted to heal with. But, you know, you'll start to see benefits in other areas. You yeah. know, other relationships. You might even gain a new mother figure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might start to show yourself approved for for a mentor or something. Yeah. You know, it, it is just... You you sow, and 
maybe you won't reap what you wanted to initially, but you'll start to reap in just just regardless. Yes. You know what I mean? And so um, I honestly just commend people who decide to go through those processes on their own, not knowing if the person is going to jump in or not. And I think that goes for mother-daughter relationships, father-daughter, father-son, even in marriages. Like, you know, this marriage sucks, but I want to be a better person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so interesting because I just read an article about healing mother-daughter wounds. Um, And one of the things it said was to detach to reattach. Mm -hmm. And... It used a scripture reference about Jesus being the true vine, mm-hmm. right? And then we're the branches. And you have to think about the tree um, and on the vine, how it has both healthy and unhealthy branches. And it went on to talk about how you're a branch and so is your mother. Mm-hmm. So both of you are branches. And at some point, you have to realize that your mother is not the vine. Mm, okay. Your mother is not the true vine. Jesus is actually the true vine. And so in order to heal, you may have to detach from your idea of what you expected from your mother and replace your expectations with Jesus being the true vine. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really That's good. Real. Like you have to release your mother and, you know, and whatever story she grew up with um, that spilled over into your life Mm -hmm. you know and not that you're so responsible for how you're responding or what you picked up from your mom you are responsible for changing it right so that was really good like being able to replace your expectations like okay well mom I can't expect nourishment or the validation that I was looking for from you anymore. In order to heal, I gotta go to the, I gotta reattach to the true vine mm-hmm. and detach from my false expectations of you and actually heal so that I can actively forgive you. Mm-hmm. So that that's really good. That, that is really good. good. That's so good. Easier said than done. Absolutely. But. but once you introduce yourself to Christ and yeah. his ways. Yeah. And first of all, what what the Lord desires for you. Yeah. And what he's willing to do for you. Yeah. It makes it that much easier to to invest all the time and effort that you have been trying to into, you know, your relationship with your mother or your father. Yeah. Putting all of that into relationship with Jesus yeah and then you know he'll start to fill voids that you didn't even know existed absolutely and you know it it even purifies your your perspective of your parent it helps you interact better you know they might say after a while you you know have to get tested 
They might say or do certain things that normally you would have responded emotionally or inappropriately. This time, you can pinpoint why. Yeah. Like, oh, because you went through this, that, and the third, I can only expect that you would say something like that. And I feel like it's wrong. Mm. Inwardly, you probably mm. still want to punch him, but it's like, it's easier. <laughs> it's easier to respond without, you know, being impulsive. Yes. And actually deal with what's going on in your heart. Mm-hmm. I was reading this other article. I'm always trying to, you know, find other things to kind of help me. But I, and I only was prompted to look for this article because I had seen something on social media about this, about spiritual bypassing Mm. and actually medicating yourself with spiritual things to avoid what's actually going on with you. Mm -hmm. And so that's seen a lot of ways. I think it should be a balance. Like, yes, you want to speak the word over yourself and you want to speak God's truth, but actually also deal with what's going on in your heart Mm -hmm. so you won't be like you know speaking things and then feeling another way that is totally that's like avoidance Mm -hmm. you know you're totally detaching yourself from your heart yeah you know what I mean and so that's not a good place to start and then that's how people end up just blowing up because they trying to be something they're not ready for yet you're not even healed you're trying to rub salve and put a band-aid over a straight up incision surgical incision Mm -hmm. it's not gonna work and this is why this mother-daughter healing process has been so important because everything that you do outside with other people other friends in your job and blah 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 it all starts at home yes and dealing with things that started from the womb my goodness man it just it just shifts a lot of things inside of you that you might not have you know known yeah needed to be shifted but by the grace of god you are confronted with these different things and Thankfully, because we're working on it together, yeah, you know, we have the help that we need to confront, address, and rectify yeah. together. And then you start to see the work that we've done together. You start to see that benefit other aspects of our lives. Absolutely. And just imagine trying to navigate through relationships and through jobs and stuff outside of the house. And then coming home to mess or to dysfunction. Like like you said, at some point you will end up blowing up because you can't ignore. It's hard to ignore stuff that's going on at home. That's like harming you day by day by day by day. Yes. And um, that's why I'm just I'm just utterly thankful that we've decided to go on this journey together and to apply what we learned together to our own you know, personal lives. And I'm even more thankful that we've been able to share this with you all. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really praying that you've been able to apply 
things that God taught us and that, you know, we taught each other. Yeah. Because us sharing this isn't just a recap. This is in hopes to help y'all. Absolutely. I just, I appreciate the process because it not only, I think, heals our relationship. It also heals my own perspective of my childhood, you know, and what my experience um, was. So it's like I can understand not only where you're coming from, but understanding where my mom was coming from, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because they have their our parents have their own stories, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're born into. Um, and we're not just, we're not born with that sort of perspective, but you know, you, if you're intentional, you grow into that, you know? Um, so I'm grateful that we're doing this together and it's not always easy. You know what I mean? It's not guys. (laughs) It's not always easy. Um, But we're being intentional. Um, And I think that is um, what makes it worthwhile when you have a partnership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This has been quite the journey. It started way before this podcast started. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this isn't like some self-help podcast. This is definitely testimony and... It is like during the journey. Yeah. Like we are talking to you as we're living this out. We still, you know, we get to be in the trenches. We get to rest. We get to laugh. We have our conflict. We hold each other accountable. Sometimes we don't feel like doing that, but you know, we do what needs to be done. And you know, it, it's even more beautiful because my younger sister gets to view it as well. Yeah. Yeah, she gets to witness this and she appreciates the healthiness of our relationship. Yeah. And it just spills over into our relationship with her. Yeah. And all we want is a healthy household that's yeah. going to birth healthy people. So Yes. I think, <laughs> I think that's so good. I'm excited. Um for what comes of this you know because I think people are so used to telling the story from the you know the end like we made it through and you can do it but nobody really shares the the process Mm -hmm. you know I can't say nobody but there aren't many many. people (laughs) um that share the process you know so I hope we're helping um you all to just be intentional about your journeys as well yes and as you all know this is the season finale this is the season finale (laughs) it's been so much fun it won't be long before of course season two comes but um we're going to be brainstorming on 
you know, topics for season two and guests and more ideas for season two. And as you all know and can only expect that season two is going to be bigger and better. Absolutely. So, but in the meantime, be sure to await the return of Haltivities. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please stay tuned for that. All the information you may need or desire can be found on Instagram at seven keys management underscore seven keys management. Yes. Follow, 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 subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any suggestions or just feedback in general, feel free to share with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anything you want to say before we hop out of here? No, I'm just excited um, for next season. Yes. If you watch closely, you'll see that I'll be sharing dates. So pay attention. (laughs) But anyway, we really love you all. We appreciate the support. Yes. And we look forward to returning in due time. Absolutely. So bye, you guys. Bye.